Welcome to Business Leader Breakthroughs, where we help unlock the potential in you, your teams, and your business. I'm your host, Ryan Castle, along with Dr. Mike Ashby. We share insights, experiences, and stories on achieving breakthrough success in business and life. In addition to a podcast, The Breakthrough is a coaching and advisory business that provides programs for business leaders, owners, and managers to develop your skills and capabilities to boost your business and enjoy a better life. To learn more, click the link in the episode show notes or go to thebreakthrough.co. Now let the breakthroughs begin. Hi there, Mike Ashby. Welcome to this week's podcast. I'm joined by Ryan, my business partner and good friend. We're going to talk about learning. Uh, It's something that we've been working on, uh, particularly in these last 18 months or so, while we've been developing the Active Manager program. And it's been really interesting about, and and I guess it reflects stuff that we have known and accumulated over the years, but it's coming together and we're, um, I suppose, developing a bit of a formula around that. And we want to talk today about kind of how you know you're learning, what learning feels like, and how you know you're kind of making your way through the learning progress. Mm, and how hard it is. And that, and why it's meant to be. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we'll explain why it's why it's so hard. Yeah. Uh, doing, doing the same old, same old, it's pretty easy. Yes, yes. And our brains, you know, our brains are actually geared to manage energy. They use 75% of the energy we use in a day. So our brains get very good at preserving energy. One of the ways, and so because when we're learning, we're creating new neural pathways, that takes energy. So our brains try to avoid it. Our brains look for what's familiar so that we can go back to doing what we've always done. That's why it's hard to change, is because our brain's going, oh, I don't like this, this is too much hard work. I want to go the path of least resistance. Doesn't matter whether it's wrong. It's the path of least resistance and it's familiar and it preserves energy and that's my number one job. So that's kind of in a nutshell why learning is hard. Um, where do we start? I guess if we start with, we were talking about the um, the process from unconscious incompetence through to unconscious competence, the stages of learning. Yes. And the unconscious incompetence is we don't know what we don't know. Absolutely. I was thinking about this in the context of uh, breathing well. So mm. uh, breathing, it just as a uh, something we do, we don't have to think about it. Yeah. Uh, it just happens. It's a yeah. brilliant habit. It's something we know right from. Quite, quite important. It's very, very important, important. quite yep. vital. Yep. Yep. A big difference between simply breathing and breathing well. Yes. And when we're uh, unaware of what breathing well looks like, mm. then we're definitely in the unconscious incompetence. Mm. So we don't know what we don't know. Mm. It's just kind of happening naturally. We're not really really thinking about mm. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you learn more about breathing, the effect that it has on your physiology, the effect that it has on your mental capacity, uh, you understand that uh, breathing through your diaphragm and through your nose mm. and all these mm. other elements, mm. and you go, oh, I was never really aware of that. I just thought I just kind of kind of breathe so mm. we can step through the through the ladder and when we take that next step from unconscious incompetence through to conscious incompetence that would be when we start learning that that, uh, some of these other breathing techniques are important Mm, and valid mm, mm. they're not habit yet we don't really know how to do them properly and we have to go through this learning path of of getting there that's right 
Then as we understand those and get better, we might be able to practice those. You might be able to practice them for five minutes at a time by giving it conscious effort. Mm. And that's where we move into conscious competence. competence, When we kind of know what we're doing, but it still takes quite a lot of focus for us to get it done. And then if you get very good at it, we turn it into habit. And we're into that fourth stage of learning being the unconscious competence where Mm. uh, we've moved into a new phase of we can do that good breathing very, very well. Yep, yep. But we don't have to think about it think about it anymore yep yep well, quite a long time ago now I, I went to the gp and my gp looked at me and, and said you, you don't breathe properly and and he was just looking at how i was breathing in my chest and quite shallow and i was you know i was tired i was kind of uh struggling to get my breath and those kinds of things um and i did that process i went to see somebody and they helped me learn to breathe better which sounds odd yeah and another example that i often use with that one is learning to drive yes you know before you learn to drive as a, as a teenager you kind of you don't know what you don't know you might have seen your parents and others drive and then you get behind the wheel and that what do i do now and you go through that process of learning you know which bits to press and which bits not to and you know how to manage your your uh your phone while you're doing all that and you know it's kind of you think about it there's there's three pedals most of the time there's seven stalks there's people to talk to and things to look at and you've got to we've got to navigate we've got to be aware of other drivers on the road and what's happening at traffic lights and intersections and suddenly there's all this information to process and and deal with and now the for those of us that have been doing it for a number of years or decades Decades, uh it's we can do it unconsciously and um and i'd like i'd like to say reasonably competently no no. yes i'm a great driver you're not no i'm I'm a great great driver no i'm a great driver (laughs) i'm a great driver I've never met anybody who was an average driver. Not, or at least would admit it. No, yeah, yes. exactly, exactly. And I think, you know, so we do it unconsciously, which does explain a lot of the driver behaviour that we see on the roads. Correct. Except when something happens and then we're alert. But that's the point about our brains. You know, if we had to go back to being learning to drive every time we got in the car, it would be enormously expensive in terms of time and effort. So... Our brain, and here's, here's one of the really important processes that we've been working on and building into our learning design, is the thing that gets us from that uh, conscious incompetence, that, you know, the bunny hops and the kind of, oh, how do I actually steer this thing, and, you know, remembering to brake and not going up to intersections too fast. Yeah. The thing that gets us to a smooth drive is repetition. And, and so one of the things in adult learning that we know in the 10, 20, 70, you know, the 10% in the classroom, the 20% socialized and the 70% in practice is that the repetition piece has to happen uh, in order for the, the retention. So you do a workshop on, for example, delegation skills, you spend a day doing it. Well, within about 11 days, you've retained perhaps 6% of what you heard. And what you hear, what you've retained, is actually just a matter, it's random. It's random. It's, you know, it's kind of whatever stuck. And so you go away with some version of what you were told in the workshop. So workshops, they have their uses, but not for learning skills. It's the repetition piece. And, and you know, in the, in the AMP program, that's how we've done it. We've kind of broken them down into micro-sized pieces about task delegation versus precision and um, you know the kind of the way to do the the delegation piece now practice this practice 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 and as people practice it deliberately and mindfully they get better at it until they don't have to think about it anymore and we talk about that learning doing gap 
Yeah. And if we you know, come back to the driving example, if uh, we were with a driving instructor and they sat in the driver's seat and said, look, this is how you accelerate, this is how you brake, this is how you indicate, and then said, uh, but don't practice it now, come back and see me in a month and yeah, we'll, see yeah, how, yeah. we'll see how you go at it. Yeah. By the time you got back in a month's time, you're like, I can't even remember what you showed me. Yeah. And it's the same with our adult learning when we're going we want to close that learning doing gap down to you know almost nothing if we mm. can mm. where we're going straight from here's the uh the the content here's the mm. understanding here's my interaction my socializing of the of the learning mm. and then we want to get to practice straight away because yep. yep. that's what helps us actually embed yep. and instead of only remembering six percent of what we're doing right. we're up in the 80 90 percent yeah, of, right. of remembering what we that's what we right do. that spaced repetition is what it's called it's been around since the late 30s and it's well understood, but not really used in adult learning as well. We uh, There's a, a fascinating article, uh, w there's a white paper we did on it, the uh, challenges with leadership development in the, in the 21st century. Uh, the US, they spent $2 billion last year on leadership development, and they, they, the survey that these guys from Harvard did uh, estimate they got a return on maybe 10% of that. So $1.8 billion wasted because of poor learning design and the big big problem is the gap between you know we talk about the learning doing gap literally it means where you learn and where you do and if there are if, if there's some distance between them that's where the learning falls down so the idea is learning and doing have to be have to be meshed and again you know in our design with the program we've been very careful to make sure that there's nothing extraneous in terms of what they learn and what they're learning is through doing and it should be a struggle it should always be a struggle so one of the things so come, come back to that but yep. why why is learning a, a struggle like if we put it in the management context i'm trying to learn some new management skill yeah i'm trying to get better at, at managing my team yeah you know why is the learning bit so hard oh, it goes back to that piece about our addiction to the familiar and the path of least resistance and our brain's uh, uh, objective of preserving energy it takes effort to unlearn. Whatever you do now is a learning. You've got a way of managing people. It's not very good. It's actually not existent, but you've, you know, it's there. To learn something new on top of that, you have to kind of let that go and take on something new. And you know, there's a bunch of things that you need to have. You need to have a learning mindset, which a lot of the work that Carol Dweck did around growth mindset was built around these are skills that can be learned. So that's a great way of enabling learning. As a manager, getting your people to learn for yourself, enabling you to learn, is these are skills that can be learned, because they are. They're all skills that can be learned. So getting that mindset piece right, having your own um, skill goals, so thinking about things in terms of process, not outcome, is really important. Absolutely. Really important, whether it's in sports or business or anything, is how you do that stuff. The only way to improve performance is to pay attention to the process and and kind of carving that out instead of saying you know your sales results are crap and you still beat, you beat people around the head or you beat yourself up because you're not getting the results you want R wrong wrong kind of beating target you know Correct. look at the process where can the process where can you do the process better and that's the that's the kind of the the active piece the mindfulness piece. Where, where can you do the process better and then how can you bring effort to that process yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. it's really, really key as well. Because yeah. the uh, the effort piece, we can 
intellectually I think we can go, oh, I could think of a better process here. Yeah. But the effort piece, we can. Uh, it's a much lower energy option to default to habit yeah. and go back to what we what we already know. And I have the example working with our clients of going, uh, have you ever had this experience where you've been really busy all week and then you get to the end of the week and you go, I can't remember anything mm-hmm. that I've done? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's because you've been operating out of habit. Yeah. You're just yeah. doing your normal cycle. You're doing yeah, what you norm- normally, business as usual piece. And it's why when we um, start our program, and, and this is uh, fundamental to our program, but it should be fundamental to any learning you're trying to do yourself mm-hmm. or in your organization, mm-hmm. is we start with what we call our active versus reactive. Yeah. And simply put, that's about being very mindful about what you do. And that could be as simple as going, before you start your next task, whatever that is, stop, pause, think, is this next thing I'm going to do going to add the most value? Is it going to get me closer to my objectives? Or, or even at a more narrow level, is this something that only I can do? Because if the answer is, well, actually somebody else could, then they should. And you should go and do something more, more valuable. And you might think that sounds really easy to just go, oh, well, I'll just stop and think about what I'm going to do next. Yeah. You know what? You probably don't do it very well right now. No, you no. probably jump to the next thing in your inbox or the next thing that mm-hmm. someone calls out across the desks to you or whatever is, is popping into your mind at that time. Because you're in that reactive mode, a bit like the driving piece. You know, you're kind of in the default setting. You're just cruising along. Your brain's not actually engaged. And you're just kind of in, in cruise mode. And then something happens and you respond to that. And that's actually how most of us operate most of the time. And you can't be in active mode all the time because it's just too, you'd just be too tired. Exhausting. Yeah, it's just too tiring. You're actually you know, having to concentrate, you're having to think. And as I say, the brain already uses 75%. That breathing function, that takes energy. You know, it provides energy, but it also takes energy. The other, I guess, analogy I've got at the moment is uh, estoy, estoy aprendiendo español. Non comprendo? No entiendo. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, learning to sp- I'm learning Spanish. And it's really interesting. I'm using an app called uh, Mosolingua. Uh, and I observe the process, so spaced repetition, you know, I've got to practice these cards. Um, I'm doing it on the basis of kind of just learning these cards they give us and the words and trying to work out the grammar from that. Uh, And that's quite, you know, you have to kind of induce, oh, yeah, if it ends in O, then it's a masculine, and you just kind of work things out as you go. But the most important thing about any of that is... I'm on, I'm on a 104-day streak. So I started, and I've done it every day since then. And I will... So just, to be, just to be clear, you haven't been streaking for 104 days? No, 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 no. no. Okay. Not even one. That, that's good. Not even one. That would have been... Oh, no, wait. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and so maintaining that momentum is a really important part of, of, of engaging that learning. Because if I leave it for a week... I've then got to go back and, oh my God, what was, uh, where should we meet for a drink? Uh, what was that again? Oh, yeah, yeah. And you've got to dig back into it. So if we talk about the learning ladder, you know, those different, uh, those four different phases, where would you say your learning of Spanish is at the moment? Uh, I, well, and that's the interesting thing about that ladder because you can be in different parts, yes. you know. So a lot of it, I, am, I do not know what I don't know. So I don't know about grammar and I don't know about tenses and I don't know about a ho- all the kind of infrastructure. Now, you know, actually, you don't need to know too much of that. What they talk about mirrors what we know. They talk about the 80-20, which is a fundamental part of our program design. 
which there are only a few things you need to know and they have a disproportionate value. So that's our whole program. You know, all the millions of business books we've kind of, we've, we've condensed into the yes. few things, the vital few. So Can, I've, got to, I've got to rock out the quote because I love it. Not a lot matters. But what matters matters a lot, and yeah. I think that's a that's a a, a life uh, saying. Yeah. But it's also very important around learning as well. Absolutely, yeah. There are a few things that, that if you get them, you've you've got them. You know, you've got eighty yeah. percent of the value. Can I order a beer? Can I find the bathroom? That's the can, can I can I, is there, can I sleep somewhere tonight? Yeah, 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 yeah those yeah. kind. Got those? Yeah. You can, I think you can yeah. pretty much what travel. Are you, what are you doing here? <laughs> you can pretty much travel on those four things, can't you? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. And you know, and they're very. It's very clever the way they've kind of put a travel pack. You know, these are the ones you're going to use for, um, for for travel and so on. But it, but the process of so lots of things I don't know. There are some things I do know and. Uh, as I say them, I am conscious that I'm kind of, I'm having to reach into my brain for you know, donde quieres? What's that one? No, you see, it's gone, mm. right? Yeah. So uh, under any kind of pressure, the um, uh, it goes. And, and yet you'll have some things like hello, please, oh, thank you, yeah. which which just roll. So for Mucho those gusto. things, oh, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. you're in conscious competence where. Un unconscious competence, sorry. I'm then an unconscious on, competence. On those things yeah. where it just yeah. flows out, you don't have to think about it as job done. Yeah. And yet some of those other things, you're still in the learning phase, you're lower yeah. down, the, down yeah. the ladder. Yeah, and with the slightest pressure, I'm then back into kind of having to think about it. So yeah, but it, so you're in all, you know, all those four quadrants at one time. And you're just continuing. You know, but the wonderful thing is that there's some of them that um, I've really struggled with and I had to repeat them and they'd come up on the kind of learn. Because what they do is, they keep repeating these things in review until they're locked into your long-term memory. Right. And, and sometimes words, you know, they get, throw up the English word and you go, it's that. And you haven't, I haven't even thought about it. I've just gone, I think it's that. That must be it. And sure enough, you know, la cerveza, yeah, beer. And la boca de chia, which is sandwich, which is also pretty important. Indeed. Yeah. So, Priority statements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 103 days and I can do beer and sandwiches, but I, I get a few others. But that sense of the, the sense again in the learning really important is that sense of progress. Now I do those reviews and I can go, oh, yeah, I know that one, I know that one, I know that one, I know that one, and I have a sense of I'm getting on top of this, uh, and I'm hearing myself, I'm hearing my pronunciation, thinking, yeah, that's pretty close to a sense of progress, a sense of struggle, all of those things. You know that you're in any of that learning. It's got to be some struggle. There is mental effort. There is mental doing that's involved. It's not just, you hear it, you know it. Totally. Because if you, if you hear it and you know it, you haven't learned anything. Correct. So I think in, in summary, let's think about some of the things people could, could focus on. Uh, the mindset you bring to learning, very important. Bring a growth mindset. Well, let's, let's step it back one. Sure. Whatever, you know, we've been talking about kind of learning and, and I guess the context for that is training. But let's talk about people who are listening to this and thinking about their own, whether they're business owners, managers, leaders, whatever, what are the kind of the, the steps in adult learning? And Great. then you go, okay, Great. first one, mm -hmm. if, you're trying to, if you're trying to get a different result in your life, you need to learn to do something different. So how do you do that? Step one, absolutely, create the growth mindset. These are skills that can be learned. You know, you want to tattoo that on the inside of your forehead. You know, it's kind of, these are skills that can be learned. We use that a lot and it works. People get, 
it's it, there's plenty of research that that confirms how powerful that is so number one these are skills that can be learned second one would be learning is a struggle it requires mental doing if it's not a struggle you're not learning third one would probably be repetition repeat rinse repeat rinse repeat rinse until you've gone through that process from uh, consciously incompetent I don't know what I don't know conscious incompetence mm -hmm. I do know what I don't know yes. conscious competence I know that I know and then the last one I don't even know that I know I've got this one down pat so you've Absolutely. got to go through that process yeah. I think they're they the kind of main steps you know for people wanting to change anything in their life they've got to learn what that looks like and learn to do that process that takes yep. them somewhere else. And that critical piece of trying to close that uh, learning doing gap. Yeah. So do your learning, do the practice, do your learning, do your practice really, really close uh, as yeah. possible. Yeah. And the only other one I'd add in is set a learning objective at the, at the beginning. Yeah. You yeah. Know, and, yeah. and make it something that's a stretch but achievable. Yeah. So if we use the Spanish example, you wouldn't go, I want to be fluent in Spanish in the next week. You might go, I would like to know 20 words in, in Spanish in, yeah. you know, this week, and then that goal might uh, change well, and reframe. Our, as our goal point. is, you know, we want to go to Spain in 2021, and we want to be able to, you know, have some conversations. So we've given ourselves a sort of, you know, well, I guess a couple of years to get there. Um, I think the other, so, you know, kind of having a good motivation for doing that, I think is, is really important. Um what else is that? Beer in Spain, that's quite a good, quite a good motivation. It's all. Yeah, job and done. I'm not even sure about sandwiches. I think <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Paella. Yeah, 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 paella. Yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> and tapas. Yeah, so Practically perfect. Good one. If you want to unlock the potential in your organisation, you really do have to create the learning organisation. Uh, so yeah. to help you know, follow some of these principles we've, we've talked about, if you want to know more, please get in contact. We'd only be happy to uh, help uh, share some of the insights and knowledge we have around, around this. And if you, and, and if you want, to, want to unlock your own potential, it is going to be through learning something new. All the same principles well, apply. The fact that people are listening to this podcast well, would be true. a good indicator yeah. that they are open, probably growth mindset. Open-minded. willing to learn. Growth mindset. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So on that note, thanks for joining us. Enjoy your day. See you next time.